You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. All right, everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. A safe space, safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. Uh, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, Fantasy Fish. Big Rome is occupied, I guess. Correct. How you guys doing? What? Yeah, what's up, buddy? You in there? Um, we're trying something different tonight because I kept getting kicked off of the episode <laughs> last one. So I'm, I don't know if my, if my sound quality is bad. You know, I don't know. We're into give us money to buy us better equipment. <laughs> Correct. But, <laughs> um, so a game happened last night. Atlanta's bad. Was it a game? I guess it was a game ish. You know, it's funny. The, the final score was 25, nothing, but realistically it was 55. I was really hoping like, that they were going to kick a field goal and then Atlanta would go down and kick a field goal and the game would end 28 to three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Well, I was just, I was just upset because in our home league, we get bonus points for shutout. So I'm heading into the week facing 43 points from the New England defense. And it's like, son of a bitch. Like, can't, you know. Yeah. I've seen it before we're in that league where I've got a shutout and lost. It happened this year. I lost when I had the Bills shut out the Dolphins. Yeah. Well, you know. But they also got the pick six. That doesn't help. Yeah, this is true. What a terrible game, though. Just bad all the way around. It's true. I mean, outside of the New England defense, no one did anything really that spectacular. No, and you know who could have been better is uh, hmm. if you – it's kind of one of those you combine the position again, is the running backs from New England were running the ball well, but we saw what I feared. Uh, Stevenson took a lot of carries from Harris, and they both split, and they had yeah. what 50-some-odd yards for Harris and 60-some-odd for Stevenson. Makes it – it, it's like a better version of the Philadelphia running backs. If uh, if you combined the two stat lines to make it one player, it's actually not a bad game. But Or if one of them could have scored. Right, if one of them could have scored, that would have been awesome. But, but like, like I said, though, we all kind of thought Harris was going to be the guy and just get his role back. And, but since Stevenson's had such good production lately, they, they involved him, which I understand from a football perspective, but for fantasy, it's just yeah. it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, you know, Hunter Henry didn't score. Kyle Pitts didn't Wasn't do there anything. only one touchdown and a bunch yep. of field goals? There might have been two. By, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess if, if you started uh, Nick Folk, you were happy with that. He kicked like 900 field goals. Yeah. But uh, of, overall, I don't know. Atlanta, no bueno. Yep. But, we kind of figured that, though, without Cordell. All right, so. well. Yeah, I'd fuck. You know, and then l- losing Calvin Ridley does. You know, I wonder if Calvin Ridley doesn't actually have mental health problems. It was just he knew this team was a shit show. I was like, fuck it. I just don't want to play this <laughs> that, year. You never know. I just hope he's not going to be the fucking Andrew, Tol- Andrew Tolls of football. Do you remember Andrew Tolls from the Dodgers? 
from the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh, dude. What man? What a name. Yeah. Like he was a good player, <laughs> and he went like he is like schizophrenic, and like he ended up being like homeless, living in an airport, getting arrested. Dude, he's in like a mental yeah. hospital right so, now. And like he seemed pretty fine up until his mental breakdown. I was excited for for Andrew Tolls. He he looked like the future yeah. of the Dodgers. So hopefully that's not Calvin Ridley. It's because he wore like numbers. I think it's because he wore number 60. Yeah. That was just... <laughs> but All right, so for tonight's show, we're going to take a look at some of the news from around the league, getting you into the Sunday matchups. Then we're going to take a look at your AFC games. Starting off, DeAndre Hopkins, not seen practicing today, has been ruled out for Sunday's game. Kyler Murray is a true game-time decision, so that's uh, gross. But Nick Chubb, he has been activated off the COVID herpes list. Dallas Goddard, seen practicing today, so it looks like he's going to be a full go for Sunday. Uh, Antonio Brown, goddamn, what a shit show that is over there. The fake vaccine card and owing people money. Yeah, he's a special guy, though. He's always been that way. We'll see. He's also got a foot injury, so who knows? It's like... But Antonio Brown having a fake vaccine card is like the most Antonio Brown thing he could Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Like, nobody's surprised. No, they're like, yeah, of <laughs> yeah. course he did. But uh, Chris Godwin was in full practice today. He should be a full go. He did play last week through the foot injury. Rob Gronkowski says he feels good. He, he says he's a full go, but we'll see at that. Uh, Lions coach Dan Campbell said Jared Goff is looking doubtful and they're getting ready to start Tim Boyle, who was activated off their IR, which I know nobody's playing Jared Goff. That's more of a DeAndre Swift. Uh, could be good for him. TJ Hawkinson, kind of worried about the Detroit offense. Good opportunity to play the Cleveland defense if you could find him. I think that's... Well, there's a couple more. Kamara was ruled out this week. Oh, yeah, that, there you go. That's kind of a bummer. Um, Amari Cooper, COVID herpes, been ruled out. Oh, yeah, COVID herpes. Yeah. And there was oh, Chris Carson. Which, I mean, I guess that's – oh, yeah, that's – Chris Carson one. having season-ending neck injury, which sucks. But at least we know now, especially in redraft leagues, at least yeah. you know you could just dump them off and pick somebody else up because it sucks having – especially if you don't have an IR slot. Like, it sucks having him just sit there mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I'm just waiting. Now you know. Like, it, it's unfortunate, but at least you can move on. Yeah. You know, look for Alex Collins, Travis Homer, Rashad Penny. You know, one of those. Preferably Alex Collins if he's out there. Um, Matt Rule, Cam Newton. Cam Newton's officially the starter on Sunday versus Washington. Oh, this one. This one. Uh, Bears are placing Khalil Mack on injured reserve to have season ending. Foot, do you know he is owed thirty and a half million dollars next year? I, I wonder if they're going to be rethinking that. Suppose, he's like thirty-two next year too. Yeah, that's a lot of dollars. Uh, Jeremy McNichols, Titans running back, he's ruled out for tomorrow's game. Oh, Elijah Mitchell, he's looking extremely doubtful because of the surgically repaired finger. Uh, Kyle Shanahan says he might not be fully functional enough to play Sunday, which is surprising because Kyle Shanahan is a known liar, but that seems pretty, uh, pretty honest and direct. So uh, Chase Claypool wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He should, he is going to play. I think that's all I have. 
That's all I have. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything else either. I don't know. I I, I, I didn't think Elijah Mitchell was going to play anyway. So I didn't think so either. Pick up Jeff Wilson. I was hoping because I have Kamara and Wilson as my running backs in our home league, and now I'm going to play Eno Benjamin and Giovanni Bernard. It's going to be brutal. Did, did that hurt? <laughs> yeah, and it, potentially Antonio Brown's out too, so we'll see. I, I could take an L, though. I'm doing pretty decent. I'm going to take an L because of the 43 points I'm facing against the New England defense. But I did get Nick Chubb back, so that's okay. Um, so we'll go from there. So I, I guess with that being said, let's just go ahead and dive into your AFC matchups for the week. 1-8 Houston taking on 8-2 and two Tennessee. I think on the Houston side, you're only starting Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I'd agree. And... Uh... Latavius Murray might not even play. So that, I mean, maybe you could sneak Philip Lindsay somebody in, but I wouldn't. No, don't actually. Never mind. Just don't. Brandon no. Cooks or bust. Yeah. Other side of the ball. Tannehill's a decent streamer matchup for him. He was quarterback 12 on the year, so you could definitely plug him in if you need someone. Uh, Deonta Foreman, now that Jeremy McNichols is out, he could be interesting. The Houston defense Pretty bad against the running backs. You, know, you play A.J. Brown. I think this Marcus Johnson guy is a sneaky play if you need like a, a flex or a wide receiver. Um, last week against New Orleans, especially with Julio Jones still on the IR, he went five for 100 yards. So. Yeah, he's feeling good for Julio Jones when he has had to. Like, he's good to add. Yeah. Yeah. But So that, that's, that's probably it for the Tennessee side. Uh, moving on, five and five Colts taking on the six and three Buffalo Bills. You know Carson Wentz, he looked like he was getting into that you could play him every week kind of thing, but then totally shit the bed last week against Jacksonville. This is a tough matchup, so I think you steer clear of Carson Wentz. You obviously fire up Jonathan Taylor, the running back one on the year. Michael Pittman, you know he, despite the bad play from Carson Wentz, he's, you know he's the wide receiver eight right now. So I mean you you play Pittman. And that's probably it, just Pittman-Taylor. Yeah, I'd say that's it. I mean, T.Y. Hilton might play. When he did play, the one game he played, he looked good. But this is not the matchup to find out if he's going to be back or not. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, I'd, I'd hold. Buffalo's defense is legit. Other side of the ball, you're playing Josh Allen. Play Diggs. I think this could be a comeback game for Sanders. You know, he, he kind of had, you know, he went two for 27 um, and he had one twenty-four yard rush attempt against the Jets. So this could, you know, the Colts are giving up a decent passing of yards amount. Um, Dawson Knox, I, I think he could be a play here too, just because the, you know, I, I think with the the broken finger hand or whatever the hell he had that he missed a couple weeks, I, I think he's good to go now. You could probably play Zach Moss, right? Would you play Zach Moss? Uh, probably. It would depend upon my roster, right? If he's like my RB3, then maybe I would look to see, and the scoring system of your league as well. If he's like my RB3, I would look to see if there's like a receiver maybe who I could I could use at the flex position instead. But he's not a bad play. Like, you know, he, he's been getting a lot of goal line work. He has probably got a good chance to sneak into the end zone this game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then obviously, you know, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, but 
I mean, those are given. Right. You already know you're playing those guys. Uh, moving on, three and seven Dolphins taking on two and seven Jets in a very, very gross game. Uh, you might be able to play Tua, maybe. You know, if you're what, Matt Stafford, like maybe you need a, a, a fill-in option for quarterback. You know, the Jets are bad defense. I think Miles Gaskin, you fire up. I, I think he's in for a good game. The Jets are actually the worst run defense in the NFL. And uh, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, and Gisecki. I'd agree. I think Tua and Waddle are sneaky good to play this week. I think you can play Gaskin, but I don't. I'm just not sold on him. Like he's had bad games against bad teams. But where yeah. you drafted him and what your running back shot options may be, you may have you may you know be in kind of a bind on who to start. And I don't think he's terrible this week playing the Jets. So. Well, I mean, you know, he had 14 carries last week against Baltimore. He's got a very good run defense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the opportunity's there. Um, Other side of the ball, Joe Flacco's the quarterback this week. So, I mean, I was excited about Michael Carter, but now I don't think so because Flacco hasn't been known to be a check-down quarterback. He's a – I mean, who knows? Maybe he's old and he hasn't – I don't think he's actually started a football game in like three seasons, so yeah, it's been two or three. I, I'm the same way as you. I was, I was, I thought Michael Carter was going to be a pretty strong play. There's two things here: is Joe Flacco, but Miami's defense has been like getting a lot better as the seasons progressed, and we mm. saw what they were able to to do last year with most of the same pieces. And if they can get back to that form, then I really wouldn't want to play him. That being said. Miami's defense has also had a lot of games where they were terrible this year. So what really are they is kind of unknown. Yeah. But it, it does make it kind of an uncomfortable play. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, I don't know. Joe Flacco hasn't really been a good quarterback in a very long time. Um I was excited about Elijah Moore. You know, he had he actually had an okay week against Buffalo. You know, scored two touchdowns against the Colts. I, I mean, I my biggest what, concern what with them. Do? My biggest, I'd probably play Corey Davis at least. I, I might play Elijah Moore too, depending upon roster and everything. But the my biggest concern here is they've got a lot of their fantasy value in garbage time. And I don't think Miami is a team that can go up significantly enough to make garbage time last a half of football like it has in the past for the Jets. Like, they could be in contention for this game the whole game. Really. This game could very well be 18-7. to Right. And to me, that just brings their value down because their fantasy production is based off them losing badly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I don't lower your expectations for the whole Jets offense. They might even get shut out. You know, Miami's defense has been very good lately, like you said. So, um, and then with Joe Flacco, who hasn't played a, you know, hasn't started a football game in quite some time. Um, yeah, lower your expectations. Moving on, four and five, San Francisco 49ers just coming off that big win over the Rams, taking on the two and seven Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, I like Jeff Wilson this week, especially if Elijah Mitchell's out. Um, if Elijah Mitchell's in, I don't think I would play Jeff Wilson. But Debo, you play 
George Kittle you play. I I wish Brandon Ayuk would be a thing. It's just not going to happen this year, it looks like. I mean, you know. he had two decent fantasy games against Chicago. He scored 10 points, and then Arizona, he scored 18. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's just, like, so unpredictable. But yeah. I wouldn't play him. But he, I wish it would be a thing, too. Hopefully, he bounces back next year. That's all I could say. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you play you play Debo, you play Wilson if Mitchell's out, you play Kittle. Uh, not really Jimmy Garoppolo. He's he's like a he's Alex Smith. Yeah, he's efficient, so. but not the best fantasy quarterback. Like he's yeah. fine for their system, but you don't want to play him in fantasy. Yeah. Other side of the ball, um, you you play James Robinson. I actually I like Dan Arnold. I think Dan Arnold, it's not a sexy name, but over the last three weeks, he's been a top, uh, like, 13 tight end. So Yeah, they traded for him, and they're using him. Like, they, they, they yeah. wanted him for a reason, and they're getting him involved. You know who else I like a lot from Jacksonville? Kind of going forward, who's just been getting more involved. And let me just say that in fantasy playoffs, uh the Jaguars take on Houston and the Jets. And then after that, they play New England and Indianapolis last two weeks. So you wouldn't want to play them those two weeks. But for those first two weeks of fantasy playoffs, that's a, they have good matchups. But Jamal Agnew, he's scored yeah. over 10 points in four of his last five games. And that's like a flex option who's probably available on the waiver wires. You know, in um, Sleeper right now, I'm looking at him. He's 20% rostered. He's a sneaky little pickup there. Yeah, that that's actually definitely a, a a name you want to keep an eye on. It was uh he's still very. I mean, it stinks that last week against the Colts, he had five targets but zero receptions. He he got all his points, three rushing attempts for seventy nine yards and a touchdown. So right, but he also has the upside of being a punt returner and kick returner. Where he, I mean, it's not. I, yeah. I wouldn't say it's a great upside, but you know, he could take one of those to the house and get you six points from that yeah very well um that's probably it moving on oh eight and one detroit taking on five and five cleveland detroit if jared goff is out i think you lower everybody um deandre swift is probably safe just because of his involvement in both the the rushing and passing game um but i i don't think i would play any of the wide receivers and then I'm worried about T.J. Hawkinson. Um. Yeah, I'd agree, and I'd play Swift for sure, regardless. I almost think it's going to be Swift would be more involved if um, what Goff is out, just because they want to control the clock and and run the ball a lot. And T.J. Hawkinson, I, I'm kind of. Worried about him? I mean, he's had the last three weeks, he's been pretty good. Um, he had a goose egg last week. Yeah, he had one target. I meant the last three weeks before to buy. But, gotcha. But yeah. other than those, like the first two weeks, he was good. He's been kind of up and down. I'm I'm concerned about him without that quarterback, but but he also still is the the you know, the number one target option. 
Theoretically. Yeah. I mean, obviously he wasn't last week, but theoretically he should be. You know, he had a couple bad games. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week two, but he's still the tight end six on the year. So, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, you play Hawkinson, but just don't be surprised if he gets another five sub points. Ten, I'd say sub sub ten game is might be to be yeah. expected. Yeah. Um, let's see. On the Cleveland side of the ball, you like Nick Chubb. I actually think you can play Dearness Johnson too. I, I think he's he's kind of like uh, he's taking on that Cream Hunt role, and. Chubb and Hunt were both top 12 running backs when they were both full go. Yeah, the the way that they design their game plans, they they can accommodate two fantasy-relevant running backs. Yep. And then uh, I don't like any of the wide receivers. Baker Mayfield just isn't getting it done. It, it's They're a running offense. I mean, Peoples-Jones might be out also this week. If that's the case, maybe Jarvis Landry just because of sheer – volume but i'm with you there i honestly think as much as he wasn't that fantasy relevant i really think them trading away odell actually hindered Mm -hmm. their passing game even more because that's one like you're not really scared of donovan people's jones and richard higgins but when you had landry and odell out there on each side of the field like that's kind of a lot to cover and now it's just like Landry. That's really all you're worried about from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, right. And then so it's like that makes it harder for him to be opened and not get. Although due to, due to lack of pass catchers, Austin Hooper might be interesting. You know, he had a, he had a good game last week, four for 25. Well, shit, and Njoku's been known to blow up. You know, he's, he's, he's yeah. really hit or miss. You know, you get two or you get 20. But – Hooper's more um, consistent, but Njoku's got that that ceiling there. Yeah, so I don't know. Gross. Moving on, five and four, <laughs> five and four Bengals taking on five and four Raiders. You're playing Mixon. You're playing Jamar Chase. Can you play T. Higgins in this matchup? Um, he, he's had two two decent weeks last two. weeks. I think so. I think he's a clear cut number two. I think you know. The Raiders are in shambles. Like, the the building's yeah. going to implode on them. They lost their best defensive back, or not? The, or maybe not their best, but they lost a solid defensive back because he wanted to be an idiot. Their offense, <laughs> their offense lost so many pieces that they aren't able to control the clock and to control, you know, possession. So, like, that means Cincinnati has the ball even more. So, I think you could still start Higgins. Yeah. So... But, you know, I don't know, Boyd, I don't think you can really play Boyd anymore. And Uzama's so hit and miss, I, I wouldn't count on that. But. Yeah, it's unfortunate for Boyd, too. Oh, side of the ball? He's good. There's just too many hands. I know. Tyler Boyd, he'd be like a solid number two, maybe even number one wide receiver on like almost any other roster, depending yeah, on the Yeah, he was already team. a solid number two last year for Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, if Tyler Boyd was, like, on Detroit, who needs a wide receiver, or if he was the number two wide receiver in Green Bay with Devontae Adams on the other side. Oh, that would be gold. Man, get on that, Green Bay. What are you doing? Get Tyler Boyd. But All right, other side of the ball, Derek Carr, 
gross. Actually, I don't know. Derek Carr's still kind of doing things out there, and Cincinnati's defense is whatever. But. Yeah, I would. I, I probably wouldn't John, play Derek Carr. There's probably better options. But I guess if you're streaming, actually, yeah, maybe would. maybe he might be your best option. Now this running backfield is a total disaster with Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. Another situation of if you combine the two stat lines, not a bad output. The problem is they split it. You know, Kenyon Drake seems to get more of the passing game work. Josh Jacobs can't stay healthy and finish a fucking football game. Um, I don't know. Josh Jacobs, I'm looking at it now, has two games over 50 yards rushing all season long. Yeah. His most rushing attempts on this year is 16. Yeah, and his most yards in a game is 76. It's not a bad game, actually. No, it's not a bad game. It's just but, that's his yeah, best but, game, you know, like no 100-yard yeah, 34, games. 34, 40, 48, 53, he's, 29. He's, he's got five touchdowns on the season. Two of them are in week one. Um, yeah, it's... This is why I traded away Josh Jacobs in a dynasty league, and one of the guys in that league with us called me crazy, and I said, "Have you? did you not watch him play football? <laughs> Yeah, he he like you said he doesn't stay healthy and he like he's good but he's not like an elite running back or anything by any means. And with Kenyon Drake there yeah. it just kind of takes even more of that away from him. Exactly. Um I think you you play Hunter Renfro. I think Hunter Renfro is a safe especially in PPR formats. I I like Hunter Renfro a lot. And then uh you know, you play Darren Waller. And that's probably it. I agree. Um, Brian Edwards, I don't. I still don't know about Brian Edwards. He's also up and down. I guess you could play him in a pinch if you need to. There's not a lot of bye weeks this way week, so you probably won't need to. Yeah. So, I'd steer clear unless I had to. But if you had to, it's not the worst option out there. Yeah. Uh, moving on, seven and two Dallas Cowboys taking on six and four Kansas City Chiefs. Dak Prescott. <laughs> Probably the quarterback, like, one or two this week. You know, he's got a, got a great matchup. Uh, you're playing Zeke. CeeDee Lamb, obviously. With the Amari Cooper COVID herpes news, do you, could you play Michael Gallup? I think so. I think this is they're going to have to be passing the ball. I mean, they could do something, um, one of those ball control games where they just try to run the ball and control the possession time a lot and limit possessions on both sides. But I just don't see that being the case with since uh, Kansas City's offense. You know, Kansas City's offense, like, they had a couple down weeks, but they, they seem to be right back on track. So if they want to contend, theoretically, they're going to have to be able to be more dynamic than just running the ball. Yeah, I mean, who knows? This also could be the week that, uh, especially now that Mari Cooper's out, th- this could be Dalton Schultz week finally. Yeah, I, we were going to get to the tight end next, and I was just going to bring that up. You know, I'm, I knew you were going to mention him, but when, <laughs> when other receivers have been out, Dalton Schultz has been the guy to step up, and yeah. and he's been damn good at it. So I could see him sneaking back into that, you know, higher tier tight end production. Mm-hmm. Totally. Other side of the ball, you play Mahomes. 
if uh, <clears throat> there's been no word of it, but CEH still hasn't quite been activated by IR yet. Um, they said double check on Saturday, so tomorrow. Um, he had a good week practicing, so we'll see. But if if CEH is out, I think you can play Daryl Williams. If CEH is in, I actually don't think you can play CEH if he comes back this week. I, I think you have to wait, kind of see what happens. But you play Tyree Kill, you play Kelsey. That's probably it, right? Yeah, I mean it's the Chiefs. You play you play the the knowns, and you know McCole Hardman. You might be able to sneak in there in a pinch. It's it's kind of one of those things. Like I said, Brian Edwards, like you might, McCall Harmon might be a better option than Brian Edwards, but in that same tier, like low end flex mm. play. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, the last game we're breaking down this week: your Sunday night game between the five three and one Pittsburgh Steelers and the five and four LA Chargers. There's a chance that Ben Roethlisberger doesn't play, and it's going to be Mason Rudolph, and that's just gross. No one likes that. I don't even think Pittsburgh likes that. But that's just a harsh reality that they have to face. Does Pittsburgh like when Ben Roethlisberger plays, though? Probably. <laughs> probably more than Mason Rudolph, but he hasn't looked great. Probably not. Year, I mean. More than Mason Rudolph, yeah, that's for sure. But you, you play Najee Harris. I, I think you played Deontay Johnson regardless of quarterback. I mean, it's just, you know, he, he's good. Chase Claypool's been a total bummer this year. He's had two good games. That's it. Yeah, he's in that flex range. Like he's wide receiver forty-seven overall, but like, like you said, he's had two good games. And this is what I was worried about with Chase Claypool was like, people were so high on him because of his production last year. But he was touchdown anomaly. He's got one touchdown all season. Like, like we mm. knew that that couldn't duplicate itself he had nine last year yeah and and this is what happens when you try to use touchdowns as your consistency mark right is Mm -hmm. you never know who's going to get the touchdowns like look for production first and then touchdowns as a as a bonus almost and they're a big bonus we get that but but unless you're like a deontay adams or you know, a high caliber player like that, like don't count on these these middle range players to just produce the same amount of touchdowns every time. Mm-hmm. Same like Bob Tunyon. I think Pat you know? Fire. Yeah, but I I think t- so, talking about Tunyon, I think Pat Fryermuth could be an interesting play this week. I mean, he's he's averaging seven targets over the last four weeks, so he he's been getting very much involved ever since Juju went down. He's been very much involved in this passing game. Um, not the greatest production last week with, you know, five for 31. But I mean, if you look at the two previous weeks, five for 43 and two touchdowns, four for 44 and one touchdown. I mean, and, and the Chargers defense isn't very good, um, especially with Joey Bosa, Jerry Tillery, two of their main defensive linemen out with the COVID herpes. They might play, but they also might be out. So, yeah, I think Firemuth is a fine play. You know, he's a low end tight end. You know, middle maybe middle of the pack. You know, I think it helps if Big Ben's back. But even with Mason Rudolph, I think he could he could be productive. He's clearly taken the the role from Ebron. Yeah. You know. Mhm. Yeah. Um. But if and if if Mason Rudolph is in, even though without two defensive linemen and a bad defense, I'd probably play the Chargers defense. 
I can't imagine Pittsburgh putting up a lot of points. Yeah, they couldn't but, beat Detroit no. last week, so. They had five whole quarters of football and they <laughs> couldn't beat Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Chargers defense could so. be a sneaky play if Rudolph plays. Yeah. Um, other side of the ball, I, I, I think you still have to stick with Justin Herbert. You drafted him to be your guy. He's your guy. Let him play. Pittsburgh has a very good defense, but uh, what's his name? Their defensive back. He's out. Yeah, and I, I mean, people are like kind of low on Herbert because he's he's had some of these games where he's not like super fancy productive, but he's the number seven quarterback overall. He's a little bit lower than where you drafted mm-hmm. him, but he's still the guy. You still start him. He's still better than your streaming options. Yeah, but what are you? You're gonna pick up Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you're gonna pick up Derek Carr. Exactly. Like, fuck out of here. And if Mike Williams so, would pull yeah. his head out of his helmet, then. <laughs> They could be right back on track how they were looking earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah, very well could be. You play Austin Eckler, you're playing Keenan. I, I think you still have to keep rolling out Mike Williams every week. Just, I mean, we saw what was there the first half of the season. So that guy is still there. You just have to hope for it. So you, you, I think you still go with him. Then Jared Cook, you're not a thing anymore. You make me sad. I just, yeah, I agree with both of those. Mike Williams seems to be like he, he's still playing. He's still relatively healthy. I know he's got a swelling in his knee or whatever, but he's not as injured as he's been in the past where he's missing games and missing practices as much. Mm-hmm. But like even last week, he had the opportunity still. So it's not like the opportunities dwindling from him. It's strictly the production, a couple of key drops. So I think he'll be able to turn it back around. I know it's a scary yeah. play, but think of the upside almost, you know. And Jared Cook, I, exactly. I'd really like to see San Diego get this Parham guy more involved at tight end. Like I know Cook's more reliable veteran, but Parham when he's been in is good. Like obviously this is unrelated to fantasy because he's not in enough, but I would like to see that. You know, the, he's, he's like six foot eight with the wingspan of like seven feet, you know, just over the shoulder fade routes at the end zone, you know, throw jump balls to him. And he's quick for a big dude. I mean, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but like, he's pretty quick for a big dude. And he's not like Jared cook big. Like he's not bulky. He's just tall. Well, the first time I saw him score a touchdown was last year. And as a charger fan, I didn't even know who he was. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then when I saw that he was six foot eight, I was like, he does not move for a man that's six foot eight. He actually moves very athletically. He's not like a big lumbering bodied guy. So, yeah, I would like to see him get more involved. I mean, the touchdowns are hit and miss. You know, he seems to be more of that, like, you know, 30 yards and three catches. But, you know, who knows? He, he yeah, could be a thing. I, I think that he could be a productive player, like, over the middle of the field. Like, throw the ball above a linebacker, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just think he, Go for the he can be used more than he is. And we're, we're not seeing, I mean, we're, we, I guess we are seeing production from cook to an extent that's, that's, that's good enough for football purposes. Mm. But I, man, I would like to see Parham more involved. I think he's, he could be a special player if they use them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I think that'll uh, wrap it up for the games this week in this episode. Thanks for joining us guys. We appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. You're getting close to fantasy playoffs. So you hang in there and keep setting them lineups. Um, if you need us, get us on the socials at Filthy F Ball Show on Twitter, 
Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Email us at filthyfantasyfootballshow at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much, guys. King Josh Ash King. Fancy Fish. Filling in for Big Rome, too. Have a good one, y'all. Yeah.